0: okay with that dramatic opening video welcome to sports goofs everybody this is sports goose number 141 i'm francisco and i of course am joined by my good buddies andrew and charles so andrew how are you doing are you gonna gloat are you gloating tonight is it is a gloating day
1: you, you Before, take away the gloating if you ask him if he's going to gloat.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, we don't know which version of Andrew we got on this show today. So, could be gloating, uh, Andrew.
2: I mean, I'm a bit pensive today. <laughs>
0: okay. Um, uh. Well, yeah, yeah. But so... in the sports world, th- let's uh, get outside, you know, issues that are beyond
2: I... a lot of our control right now. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm just, um, I mean, I'll, I'll, I know this is a, a, we're called sports goofs for a reason. We discuss sports and we're goofy. We don't take things very seriously, but I at least got to acknowledge uh, what happened today in Uvalde, uh, Texas. Um,
0: and, and I'm sure we'll, 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 especially starting next week, we'll have some real MVPs that'll be just like we had with the, the Buffalo stuff. So we right. will loop it in some sort of way, but we're not disacknowledging it. But yeah. Right. So, um, but aside, aside
2: from that, how are you but, doing? But I mean, I'm, I'm good. I mean, uh, Lightning won yesterday. Uh, we're moving on to the Eastern Conference Finals um, six times uh, in the last eight seasons. Indeed. Uh We became the third team or third franchise uh, to win 10 straight uh, playoff series dating back to uh, 2020 over in the bubble. Um, I know it's weird to say this in hindsight, but getting swept by the Blue Jackets in 2019 was probably the best thing that could have ever happened to this franchise. Um, Yeah. It, it it reminds me a bit of how UCF went winless 0-12 in twenty fifteen. Uh, two seasons later we won a national championship. Uh, um,
1: oh gosh. Uh, oh no. Uh, oh I mean, boy. I thought Here we go. I thought, his, I thought his opening statement was actually more sad, but that, that statement just oh no! Kind
0: of sadder. All right. Well Charles, let's how are you doing
1: today? <laughs> and it I'm gets good it. i i i'm, I'm tired oh, okay you know i have been in three different counties today some counties are worth visiting when you have donuts to, to oh. eat but you know oh, okay you still right. get tired on the whole crutch of things do survive all the same
0: all right well uh, okay, so yeah, we, we have sports. We the, there are sports to talk about. We we might as well talk about those things, and we might talk about some outside issues. We'll have round two, or I, I guess the National League side of uh, Charles's uh, handsomest managers in baseball. So yes. we'll, we'll be doing that. We'll bring some
1: comedy, you know, to these <laughs> very sad moments. Yeah.
0: So we will do that, and we will break down the first of these uh, conference final uh, se- uh, conference semifinals in the NHL to to go down. We'll talk about some NBA because no, we one, one series one series is probably going to be over soon tonight. And the other series is literally like one like okay, lopsided, like it is back and forth lopsided stuff. Um so so there's that uh and, and and there's baseball because right now I guess the biggest thing that's gone down for everybody regarding baseball is the juice balls, and I I saw a fantastic video by uh, Baseball Doesn't Exist about the balls making process in base you know in baseball. Uh, there, there's a lot of interesting tidbits there, and I don't know. And there's a, yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of good stuff. And of course we'll we'll have the cage, and we we depending on which version of Andrew we got, we might be it into the Andrewverse today. So, uh, all right. Um, you know, with that, Andrew, let's, let's get to it because I, I labeled this episode, the five stages of grief. Uh-huh. Uh, I went through all of the stages in several hours over the course of game four yesterday, uh, anger, denial, <laughs> bargaining, uh, gosh, uh, just a lot of sadness. And then finally, there's (laughs) acceptance today. Today was, I woke up today. uh, Work was good. I I got a a case closed for a a couple that I uh, really liked. And then, you know, it was good. That, that, you know, livened up my spirits. And I was just like, you know, the Panthers sucked. So they were frauds. So, you you know, that's, uh, I, I will give, tampa it's due i will give andre vasilevsky his due i I really uh, i I looked at the numbers five on five the panthers kind of hung with the lightning with that regards but it was special teams and and that so uh so yeah andrew take it away i got a phone call real quick i'll I'll be back real second okay
2: um so anyway uh for those who are not following uh we are in the middle of the second round in the nhl playoffs um tampa in the, the sunrise series uh the sunshine series battle of florida whatever you want to call it uh tampa tampa bay lightning took on the florida panthers on uh, in the second round uh rematch the first round from last season which florida uh tampa won i think four games to two um I don't 100% remember, um, but Tampa just exceeded all of my expectations in this series. Um, I, I hate to say it. I mean, Charles uh, Francisco will know that I was whining a bit uh, during the first round against the Maple Leafs, and I think that was a hard series, though. Even I watched a bit of it. Y'all went it, seven. It right? was tough, man. I, I, I. I think I mentioned this on the last episode or ju- the episode just after we beat the Maple Leafs, that this was the that was the hardest series we've been in during this run.
1: And then you get um, an absolute break by you know playing the fraud season kings, the president's trophy frauds.
2: I tell you, man, the president's trophy is cursed.
1: President's. I- fraud fraudulence we're just gonna call it the fraudulence
2: trophy. the fraudulent trophy i like it the fraudulence yeah, trophy fraudulent. i like it when he comes back we're gonna fling that at him the fraudulence trophy um and I-, I posted this on twitter um i i mean from a diehard tampa bay lightning standpoint ha 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 ha, ha. that'll that's probably the extent of my gloating um a part of the reason I don't like to gloat is I think it brings bad juju into the world. Um, And I don't want to jinx anything. Uh, Really the only team that I'll really uh, hit heavy on is South Florida, but um, who knows the Panthers might get there someday if there's enough continued bad blood. But anyway, um, I I posted this on Twitter and I said, you know, Props has to go to the Florida Panthers. Um, this I know they didn't make it out of the second round, but the fact that they even made it to the second round was historic. They haven't been out of the first round since 1996, which is the year that they went to the second round. I'm 25.
0: back. And, yeah, it's been 26 years. It took forever.
2: <laughs> um francisco we're officially calling it the fraudulence trophy not the president's trophy
0: yeah well only two teams in the last i don't know how many years have actually won the damn thing with uh, it it's
2: it's cursed man i'll tell you it's i think it's more cursed (laughs) than the than the prince of wales trophy and the clarence bowl
0: yeah just touching it yeah it's it's more cursed than that you know what I, I, i you know what it is now for me and some bit of solace for me as far as the the whole Panthers regular season is i'm just just kind of at this point just thinking all right they got all of the regular season accolades out of the way right they won the division they got the president's trophy now they can hang a stupid banner for those stupid things and now now they realize all right none of that stuff matters <laughs> the only thing that matters is getting to the Stanley Cup final that's it. They got, they got they got getting to it and then winning the damn thing they already got well, all I, the stuff out of the way. Like it, it, it much like the you know the Panthers are like in the same vein as like the Vegas Golden Knights. They have all the like the accolades with making it to the final and have a President's Trophy now. A few division championships. Now it's just a matter of okay, now let's uh, finally win the damn thing.
1: But, Is that your belief that the more yeah. that you succeed and fail at the smaller steps, you will actually get to the big mountain? I, I mean, it's it's happened. It happened for Tampa. It happened for
0: Chicago. It, it's 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 happened for other teams.
1: But, uh, but do you and have any players to create that good hope? Aren't you? You're losing Giroud. Well,
0: one I saw a, a great tweet. Or Chicago, sure, I don't uh, know. For, I, I saw a great tweet. Well, Giroud was a rental, uh, but I saw a great tweet from uh one of the panthers beat writers and it was uh, um it was the the thread from when the lightning lost to the blue jackets and there were a ton of comments there with everybody saying blow the team up fire mm-hmm. cooper all this other stuff and lo and behold look what happened now my my thing is of course uh, we don't have the this generation's Patrick Waugh playing for us, and that's that's. But so that you're, that's you're, the thing.
2: Listen, my I Patrick Waugh was my Patrick Wah was my favorite goalie growing up, but you're doing him a disservice by calling him Patrick Waugh. Uh, hmm. I was reading an, an article from the Athletic. Uh, forget who who it was. I think it may have been Rick Tockett. Um, but he said he's a mix of Martin Brodeur and Dominic Hasek.
0: He was on TNT because he's a, he's one of the guys on the TNT crew. Um, right. On NHL, uh, on TNT. And he he had his Mount Rushmore of goalies. And he had Marty Brodeur, Patrick Waugh, Dominic Hasek, and now he added Vasilevsky. He thinks that highly of him.
2: And listen, I I... I am usually very hesitant to declare someone to be on the fabled Mount Rushmore or whatever you want to call it while they're still in their career. But just looking at it from a an unbiased standpoint as much as I can, Vasilevsky is one of the greatest goaltenders of all time. And he's only twenty seven. Um I mean he, he he's given up uh, he's faced 200 shots in his last in the last uh i think 10 clinching games uh no sorry the last seven clinching games um uh, and he's given up one goal and that was to the maple Leafs uh this season the the man is it's tough to describe. You have to see him play, because he has the flexibility of Hasek. He has the the poise of Wah. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't necessarily see as the stick handling of Brodor, because Brodor is in a whole different level. I'd say right now, Mike Smith is the current Brodor. Um, but it's. And, and the, th- the,
0: the the I guess the biggest X factor.
2: He's massive. He's huge. He is very tall. But the thing is, he play as tall as he is. He plays bigger than he is tall. He. The thing about Hasik, um Was I guess this would be a good time for Andrew verse
0: you want to go? You want to sure, do this? You want to do this as your Andrewverse? Okay, all right, let's do sure, it. Sure, why not? Um, Does he get to actually
1: choose Verse or now? I mean,
0: I always thought it would just be him, like doing something if anything, outside it of like sports. I'm about, to, I'm about to get learned to goof here. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I think I feel like Andrewverse is more of like outside yeah, sports stuff. Andrew loves okay, right. You know, it. you know your random trivia's that you do. Yeah,
1: like Andrewverse. Is but a I
0: will, I will show up. I'll, I'll show on the big screen here the uh what what you uh i don't know who do you want me to look up dominic hashek uh I, I can go on let's, stat start, with ha-
2: let's start with Hasek. let me let's go on stat
0: muse then I'll, I'll do that i love stat muse it's like my new favorite thing right now
2: so dominic hashek uh i'm not sur- sure if you saw a lot of him charles or any we might have Man. shown
0: him some clips but yeah
2: but hashek's big thing he was he, he was the personification of, do I get the results? Yes. Then it doesn't matter how I do it. He was, he was so, to call him unorthodox would be putting it mildly. He was flopping, he'd throw his stick away, he'd go on his back, he's like the dude was like Gumby in terms of how flexible he was. It was unbelievable. Um, but the down, I mean, the quote unquote downside is that he was relatively small and he, I mean, he was best known for his that technical acrobatic stuff. The problem was the reason he had to do it so much was because he wasn't exactly the best positioning goalie. Um, it's a bad sign when a goalie has to make those desperation saves because it means either the defense screwed something up and there was a cross crease pass or you didn't possession yourself correctly. Patrick Waugh um, didn't really do a lot of desperation saves because he was so well positioned and he was big uh, and he was really the the... First, kind of big proponent of the butterfly style that everyone uses now. So,
0: Hashik in his, I mean, Hashik's career was, of course, legendary. And here you see, like, he played for basically the. the, He started out with Chicago, then went to Buffalo, which is where like he became a legend. And then you know, Chicago was they were they. I don't know what happened in Chicago, but they they had Hashik and um, Ed Belfour at the same time. That uh, they, they it, that that's amazing that and they had to get rid of one of them and they both ended up being Hall of Fame goaltenders, and and then he went to Buffalo. That happened. They lost one final there, and then he went ring chasing, and went off to Detroit. He did win his rings, so there there was that, and uh, and yeah, he played. I didn't know he played for Ottawa. That's weird. That's a weird one. Mm-hmm. That's that's Pretty yeah. That's that's yeah. And then he went back to Detroit to finish his career. Well, that's a really odd one with Ottawa. Okay. And uh, yeah, yeah, in his, I mean, two heart trophies, so he was voted the league MVP instead of that's like you know, like a pitcher winning an MVP aside from the Cy Young, so that, that's that's how amazing he was. Uh, six Vesnas, and two Stanley Cups with Detroit and uh, Hall of Famer in 2014. So let me look up Patrick Wall where you're talking
2: about him, Andrew. Um, so Vasi, uh, aka Big Cat, as we call him. He, he he positions himself so well so he doesn't need to make a lot of desperation saves uh in fact most of the desperation saves he makes are because there was either like an incredible pass by the by the offense that got him out of position um or just, it was something given up by the defense. Which, by the way, last night, he faced 49 shots. That's unreal. He shouldn't have had to face that many. The,
0: that's why a lot of... The Panthers played their best game yesterday. I know. It was and fantastic. And unfortunately, uh, they went up against this guy who put up a performance for the ages. And, and yeah, that's... And, and
2: that, I'm, I'm going to do an. Aside, I'm going to do an aside here, mm-hmm. uh, very briefly. I, I was telling Charles this before you so rudely interrupted me when he came back to the show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I I posted this last night on Twitter that, you know, kudos to Florida. I mean, I know you guys didn't advance past the second round but like you alluded to, you kind of stole a bit of my thunder. You did something historic for your franchise. It's been, you said 26 years since you won a playoff series. You got the president's trophy. Uh, he, I think you had the most, you were the highest scoring team in the past 25 years. Uh, certainly of the salary cap era. Um so it's like, like you know, good on you guys. You know, that was awesome. But props all sets to be given to Andrew Brunette. Um, he came in in a very, very tough situation after Joel Quenville was fired. By the way, Joel Quenville, you can go fuck yourself. Yeah. Um, uh, so Charles, I don't know if you know the context to that, but well, Joe Quinn, remember he, he though, remembers, yeah. he remembers. It. It, yeah.
1: it was Mr. You know, he didn't want to whistle blow on the touchy, touchy, right? Mm-hmm. Right, 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 right.
2: So that's not brunette. legal terminology,
1: kids. That's just Charles, like trying to re- revert everything back to memory.
2: Right. Um. Well, there you go. There, I can see my tweet now up uh, up on the screen. But you know, brunette, he. I know one person who's a hater commented and said that he just held uh held the status quo, but that's the thing. He did. He held the status quo are, are which for an interim head interested? coach is incredible. And- that is Great work! And, by he, yeah,
0: and he wasn't an NHL head coach before. Like some some exactly. some some, some head coaches in the league, a, a lot of their assistant coaches, some of them were former actual head coaches, and, right?
2: And, and yeah, yeah. No, this this was his first head coaching gig at any level. Um, really, he's just. Uh, it's just. Uh, <laughs> He's just a former player, more or less. Yeah, a lot uh, of people
0: remember him from his playing days, and he he was in the league for quite a bit, actually. So,
2: yeah, uh, um, he was actually the Lightning's head coach for two seasons. But uh, really, when was that? Two
1: thousand eight, two thousand ten.
2: I just threw out numbers.
0: I don't know. We're <laughs> I hold on, Andrew Brunet. I'm gonna look it up right now while you while you're talking. Oh wait,
2: no, sorry, not Brunet. I was. I have. I was uh, gonna- Sorry, I, I had Rick Talkett's page up on my Oh okay. Uh, so well, I, I got confused. I'm I sorry.
0: mean he played and he played for Washington, Nashville, Atlanta, Minnesota, Colorado, and Chicago from ninety three to twenty twelve. So that was his 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 coaching and his playing career. And I guess he he finished his career in Chicago in twenty twelve and i guess that's when he kind of got together with uh probably in, in their organization with uh coach q and that's how that relationship started most likely but yes so,
2: um
0: and yeah he's only been an assistant coach he was with minnesota and then he joined quenville in florida like he's 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 only been coaching since 2014 and he was also an assistant general manager as well so he's, he's done a few things but he's never been at this at this level
2: right and so to get it's one thing to be thrown into the fire just randomly like you know oh head coach was fired in the middle of the season for poor performance like usually you can kind of see that stuff coming um but to see that coming, which, by the way, the firing was totally justified. I, I, I'm not downplaying that. The guy needed to be fired. He needs to be banned from the NHL for the rest of his life.
0: Yeah, I think Coach Q is not going to be coaching in the NHL. He's, he's the second winningest head coach in, in NHL history. He got his Stanley Cups. We'll see what happens with the I don't the Hockey Hall of Fame. And yeah, yeah. There's a lot of things with, with the Chicago Blackhawks that is like you gotta look at it in hindsight and be like, ooh, what is gonna happen there with a lot of those guys? But so, that's an aside.
2: For him to come in and, you know, make sure that the boat didn't rock and got them to that point is fantastic. If it is a travesty if he doesn't win uh coach of the year
0: andrew uh, uh, here's a question for you what if someone hypothetically supported both the panthers and the lightning because there's a question i, mean, on I the...
2: guess i guess in theory that's me the, the panthers are in a normal situation uh blackhawks black Hawks like <laughs> the bird although in this case it supposedly references a uh, a native american chief yes indeed
0: or, or uh, uh, and i think it was or i, I don't know if it was the ch- no it, it references i think like an army like but uh um, right that's right that's right that's an right. army and who were named after the native american chief by way of that so that's how that goes
2: but no, no no it's not black you know what it's black hawks in fact actually Back in the old days, the u- name actually used to be two words. It was Black Hawks.
0: so people could but, distinguish uh, it. And then they uh, then they smashed them together,
2: right? Um, kind of like how the AP now allows us to write website as one word instead of website. Um, thank God. Anyway, uh, you know Andrew Burnett. Th- that's that's an incredible job. Probably one of the. Best coaching jobs I've seen in recent memory. Uh, not to take it, anything away from John Cooper over the past couple of years, because he's been incredible. But I think you got to give it to the guy who's going to take you to three possible back-to-back finals. Yeah, but still. But normally,
1: you never have a uh, what I've seen, in all sports really. Normally, you never have the guy who wins the big one coach-wise ever really get coach of the year. I can't think or fathom. The last time I recall that, right.
0: I mean, he yeah. wasn't nominated. He wasn't one of the nominees for the the Jack Adams, which is uh, the Coach of the Year for the NHL. Brunette's one, uh, I think, was one of them, and a few other guy. I forgot who the other ones were, but um, like I said, if Brunette
2: doesn't win, it's a travesty. Because... I, I
0: I think he 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 did great. Panthers fans are of course. Uh, not in the mood to talk about that because they think and and look he was a rookie head coach in this series for actually since the start of this playoffs i think Uh, if i i gotta be critical of it he was a rookie head coach because uh he he's actually in charge before q left he was in charge of the power play uh brunette So, Brunette has been in charge of the Panthers' power play since he's gotten here to Florida. And his, his main thing was the power play. So, lo and behold, when the Panthers, they were the fifth best power play in the league this season, in the regular season. And then comes the postseason. And for whatever reason, I don't know what happened, but the well completely dried up. They suddenly became an entirely different team on the power play, and they didn't get
2: the power play goal until game three. Or, or was it? Yeah. So, and even I, mean, I gotta, I gotta give him credit though. He did eventually make adjustments. Well, but it was too play... late.
0: It was too late. By yeah,
2: now. it was too little, too late. Yeah. But I yeah. noticed starting in game three that the power play was they were the power play in the first two games. I didn't see the first series, so I can't speak to that. Um, but the power play was trying to be a little bit too cute. Um, I like how
1: Andrew's basically giving you the like proverbial good game slap on the ass for the Panthers. <laughs>
2: listen, listen. As much as a diehard Lightning fan as I am, I, I can still be neutral, and I can recognize that the panthers have something good going as long as they don't blow it up
1: kind of like a feudal empire or feudal emperor when the little countries are having an uprising like well, i appreciate your heart so i won't like you know slaughter the masses <laughs> alexander the great over here andrew the great andrew the great i like oh, that could be a new andrew verse
2: yeah <laughs> the meme ability is just too good but um so but yeah. O- overall, I think, you know, th- the power play got a lot more dangerous. I wasn't really scared of the power play in the first two games. Like I said, they were trying to be a little bit too cute. Uh, I don't even
0: think it was cute. I think they honestly were way too nervous to do, like, they overthought a lot ex- of the things that they were doing with the puck. And they were over.
2: What I mean by too cute is oh. that you're looking for the perfect play.
0: Yeah. They were overpassing and they were not taking advantage of any of like the lightning were doing great with uh you know protecting the box and not uh, allowing the, the the panthers to do much with regards to their passes through the inside like the panthers couldn't pass through the inside for for a lot of those games so right. and huberdo especially because he was uh, you know the, the, had the most assists in the league this season uh, he was trying to find all those sauce the, the saucer passes that he was you know was he's known for like he's he's right. the assist guy he's That
2: does Uh, that does not work in the playoffs.
0: And and, and, well, it's not that it doesn't work. It's just that he he himself was trying to force it, and Mm -hmm. he he just never adjusted. A ton of the guys never adjusted to the playoffs. And uh, I guess the one of the big criticisms I had one was Brunette not adjusting the power play, uh, even like after the the Capitals series, like they got they honestly I felt like the Capitals. Their window is closing, so them and, and the Penguins. But that, that's how I feel with regards to those two franchises. However, I, I, I also think that the Panthers did get lucky that had the Capitals played even a little bit better because the Capitals took them to six. And that's what the Panthers without a power play uh, working at all. If the Panthers had a good power play, they probably would have won in five or even a sweep against Washington. And heck, they'd still be alive right now against Tampa, because every single one of the games that we played in those four in the series against Tampa, the game was tied going into the third. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't that the Panthers couldn't hang. They could. They just choked away their opportunities on special teams. And then by game four, when they finally got things together, Vasilevsky had his best game. And one of the things that one of the quotes that I do remember most was, uh, Ekblad after game 1 he said cuz they he felt like they they gave game 1 away to the Washington Capitals and it was true it was true and they gave games away in this series and you can't give games away to teams that have won Stanley Cups before you just can't and well we'll be back next year but man these le- the, all of these are learning experiences but, man, these guys are basically my college career at this point. It's going to take 10 years for them to actually get to actually having a real decent career and doing something. Sheesh. Um, Maybe, but, they, yeah, they're probably the perfect team for me then.
2: Okay, never mind. <laughs> we're kindred spirits. Um, so, I mean, I know we kind of got a little bit off track. I know we were discussing Vasilevsky, but um but it's we're discussing the series so right it
0: still works but well, honestly so,
2: vasilevsky dear lord it's it's inhuman what he's able to do sometimes uh steve glenn aka steve dangle from sportsnet yeah. who does the uh hat picks and dang each week yeah um he has said on multiple occasions that vasilevsky has telekinesis um and it's, it's hard to disagree with that because some of the saves he's made are just how does he know where the puck is going? Um, he actually saved once by reaching his hand behind his back to, to, uh, with his glove to catch the puck. Um, it's, it's insanity. Um, the fact that we're paying him, I think, $9 million a year we're getting a steal. Yeah, the um, and he's the second highest paid goaltender behind Bob mm-hmm.
0: uh,
2: Sergey Bobrovsky. Um, and, and I guess that's the
0: that's the real I mean, that's the he's the only highlight of this postseason for me. If we're gonna give he did props, really well,
2: yeah, he did really well. If if he can, um, if he's able to. Continue like that,
0: he was worth You guys money. are going to be okay.
2: No. It's actually 9.5 mil. And thank God we have Fab Selewski through the 20, uh, 27 28 season. So one he's of the, not going anywhere anytime soon.
0: One of the things from the uh, NHL and TNT crew that I, I wholeheartedly agree with was that Bob played so well that the only way he was going to beat Vasi at this point was to play perfectly like that was the only way that's how good bob played and that's how great vasileski played it's like yeah yeah that's it makes total sense and uh, yeah, but yeah
2: bob was on another level um he, he he's he finally finally this season
0: well aside finally, from 2018 you know
2: he finally Fortnite, yeah. Became worth his contract in oh, to yeah. some yeah yeah exactly yeah. I, I mean he's getting like what ten point five something like that. He's he gets paid ten million a year,
0: ten million a year for seven years. I think is his contract. So seventy million dollars, and he's he's gonna be here for a bit for a long while. I mean
2: that is hefty. That is hefty for a goaltender. It is goaltender, but... really, but if he can keep this kind of play up. The regular season and the playoffs.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, he's a good goalie like that is worth their weight in gold.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and you know, thank God you didn't have to use three goaltenders in a series like last season.
0: Well, I, um, yeah, the, we we didn't see Spencer Knight, which was good. And of course, Spencer Knight is our 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 hopeful Vasilevsky I would say. <laughs> Cause he, I mean, he's another one. He's like, wait, well, he's twenty one years old. Like he's he's got a he's got a long while before he takes the reins, which is why Bob is here for those seven years. Uh, and now what? It's already been like three seasons already. So well,
2: it, it reminds me of of Ben Bishop and Andre Vasilevsky. Yeah, back same in thing. 2015. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben Bishop was the was the guy. Um, you know. All it was, it was pretty apparent that he was gonna be the guy for many, many, many years. Um, but then he got injured, and then, uh, well, really, it started, it was kind of like a uh, uh, crap, I forget his name, but the guy that had to sit out a game. Uh, so Lou Gehrig came in and started his Iron Man streak, Iron Horse streak. Mm. Um, you know, he was. Bishop was having a few down games. So they brought in Vasilevsky. And, you know, he was rough around the edges. He was still a kid around, you know, Spencer Knight's age. But he eventually, we became so confident in him that we said, you know, we love you.
0: You could trade. Um, You were able to trade Ben
2: Bishop out. Uh, 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 But the thing with Bishop. Because he got a
1: juzo for me.
2: I read an article about Bishop. He, that he was talking about Vasilevsky and he said he, he knew he was gone at some point.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: He knew that Vasilevsky was the future.
0: And Ben Bishop was no scrub. Ben Bishop no, not I mean, at all. Heck, you guys faced him in the Stanley Cup final in twenty twenty when he was with the stars. So so no,
2: he was injured. Oh he Got was it. injured.
0: But he was he was on that stars team and he I mean right. he was based he was the number one goalie in Dallas for all those years. Uh, when they were with that contention,
2: we we aren't where we are now without Ben Bishop. Yeah. Um, we certainly don't make it to the 2015 Stanley cup. You know, I'm, I'm sure a lot of new lightning fans won't know his impact, but you know, it would have been great if he could have retired with us, but you know, it, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's, got got
0: he's got a great career yeah he's had a good career he had, he has had a very good he career. had a chance at the cup and he, he had also a second chance with dallas so it's he he was a he was a good goalie um Absolutely. at the end of the day he was above average i would say so
2: so but yeah spencer knight if he can develop well he's going to I won't say that he's going to be your, your Vasilevsky because no one can be Vasilevsky right now because he's just on another planet. Mm. Um, but if he can be the next Bogrovsky or th- like a really good goaltender to follow in Bob's footsteps, uh, you know. I mean, I'd rather.
0: I mean, uh, that'd be great. But man, I'd, I'd love for. Because the Panthers have never developed in their history an actual goalie from the ground up. Like what they, about Luongo? They, they no, they traded for Luongo. Remember, he was drafted by the Islanders, and then Mike Milbury he was played
2: for like two years with them.
0: Yeah, he did, and then the Islanders uh, drafted Rick Di Pietro, and they decided to go with him instead of Luongo. And that was remember Mike Milbury, and it's the reason why I you know I always had a grudge against Mike Milbury. had a grudge, but you know I, I always like, is he really an NHL expert? Why are we listening to this guy? He's the guy who traded Roberto Luongo for Rick DiPietro. Pietro uh he oh no, he he traded Lou and Jokinen to Florida for I.
1: Remember
0: I, I don't remember who the, the Islanders, Islanders got, but the Islanders stayed with the Pietro and the you know the rest is history. So uh, but yeah, no, the Panthers have never developed their own, like drafted and developed their own guy. They've always brought in goalies uh Van Beesbrook, Luongo, Volkoon uh, Jose Theodore, and and now Bob. So it, it's, I mean, I, yeah. I'll
2: agree. To, we can agree to disagree on on uh, Luongo. I think I would still consider him a developed goaltender through the the Panther system. I don't know,
0: but he was drafted like in '96. So he, he. I will
2: end this debate. Was so, yeah.
0: he
1: what? What he was two seasons in? When he, he, joined he was the guys? he
0: was drafted in '96. He was in the Islanders system, and then he. He came up in 99, I think. So, I would say
1: you developed him, depending how long he stayed with you so guys,
0: I, I think he was team. like four and a half. I think that's still the Islanders developing him. And, and
1: that's
0: like eight. And look, the Panthers teams that he, that he had in front of him in his first stint, you can't say that the Panthers were developing because <laughs> Luongo was just great. He He faced an ungodly amount of shots in 2004, and those Panthers teams were awful, awful, awful. Like it's a it, it's it's one of the great travesties travesties in, in hockey that they, the Panthers wasted Luongo's career they, almost mm-hmm. like the Seattle Mariners did with Ichiro and 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 Felix Hernandez and a bunch of guys Ken Griffey Jr. just a ton of guys. You everybody know? in Seattle, huh?
1: Just everybody in Seattle.
0: Yeah, basically everybody you know in Seattle that that's ever played for them. Uh, they've they've just wasted careers. So uh, okay, we're at
2: forty two minutes. So. I, I think we should. Rem- we should. I mean, I'm glad that we spent this much time since it was
3: mm-hmm.
2: a common series for the two of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to spend the rest of the hour discussing the rest of the playoffs?
0: Well, I mean, the rest of the playoffs. So let's see. we're right now. The Rangers are up two nothing against Carolina. Carolina is. Oh,
2: the- Cal-
1: Calgary's scary. As a common man, that's what I found out here.
0: Well, Edmonton's up in the series, so the Flames—it's the Battle well, of Alberta. There
2: one reason, yeah, and one reason only—they're up in the series. Yeah, Connor McDavid. Yeah, Connor McDavid. I just think of Connor with him.
0: Yeah, I, I mentioned this. I mentioned this. Uh, sorry, Andrew. I'll let you talk, but I just want to mention this that uh and i think i mentioned it on this show and i mentioned it on the locked on panthers podcast which i appeared in if you guys want to check them out and you know i'm over here trying to do the rounds and and try to promote this show and everything else that i do uh but uh i spoke about Connor mcdavid because i was comparing him as like and barkoff and and huberto it's like the stars on the teams have to show up right and the panthers didn't have their stars show up and I think Eckblad still wasn't fully recovered. But Connor McDavid, his eyes in game seven against the Kings, like he had that look. And I I said this on this show. He had that LeBron in game six versus Boston look. Like McDavid is playing. He knows his legacy. He knows he's McJesus. So mm-hmm. he's hit pl- this postseason, he's playing like it. And he got the Battle of Alberta for the first time in his career. Like he wants this more than anything. He knows he needs to win a cup, to I guess I, I hate to say justify his career and all that stuff, especially the stuff with the Oilers. But really, justify the stuff with the Oilers with all of the more picks. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's a good comparison. Uh, anyway, sorry. Go ahead, Andrew.
2: Uh, I think I forgot I. I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, right. Um, Right now, right now, McDavid is the forward equivalent of Vasilevsky. Like he's doing stuff that no human should be able to do right now. He's playing like the best player hockey player on the planet.
0: I I mean, he is, he, he absolutely is. aside from Vasilevsky, uh, yeah, it's McDavid, it it truly is. Uh, and they play later tonight, so that series is good. It's a good series, uh, and that's that's one people in hockey have been begging for, for years now. And the hockey gods finally let it happen. So uh, the, the Rangers are, you know, one last final thrash to try and stay alive against Carolina. The the Canes have done a great job. Probably one of the few teams that that really, I mean, it's going to be something. If uh, it, it, when hopefully I mean I, I kind of want them to move on, but Tampa versus Carolina, oh man, sheesh, that, <laughs> bunch that's of jerks. yeah the bunch of jerks, right? Carolina, that that sort of uh, basically uh, the the real South versus the fake South. Or, 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 well, just, no, T- the Central Florida is basically Michigan or Ohio. <laughs> it, it's basically that in some in some aspects it is, in other aspects it's it's the South. So it, it's, a, it's a mix of, ah, yeah, just white trash. Ugh, this is just, <laughs> this is me. And we talked about Polk County last episode. Uh, <laughs> Charles sighs because he lived there. And Andrew knows because he, of course, lived around there and knows the area. Yeah. But, you know. Uh,
1: Francisco becomes Frankie if he ever goes up that area.
0: <laughs> Anyways. Uh, so those are the other two series uh, that are going on. And, yeah, this series oh, wait, is you, over. We missed, oh, yeah. Are we, oh, oh, okay. We got to get to this because uh, this, this – yeah. And we, have we, goons. we got I, some goons. I got goons. I got goons, guys. So uh, the other series, which is the Colorado Avalanche versus the St. Louis Blues, uh, a series that – I mean, look – you got the Avalanche who are in this position, probably, probably like the Lightning, uh, a few years ago, where they, they couldn't get over the hump. They they mm-hmm. they were there. They they've gotten. They they've been praised. All this other stuff, but they just can't get over the hump. The same thing with the, the Washington Capitals, I and mean, probably the Panthers in this position right now, uh, but just not as far in. And they they've played like they have something to prove this season. Uh, they've uh, they. They swept the Nashville Predators. They're up three games to one against St. Louis, and the Blues are a good team. They didn't—they won the cup not too long ago either. And unfortunately, in this series, and it's a huge reason why uh, the the Blues are not or don't haven't won a second game in this series. Uh, as much as the Avalanche are good, Andrew Jordan Bennington was having himself a playoff. This season,
2: and the interesting thing was he wasn't the starting goaltender. Called a goaltender initially was Vileoso.
0: Yeah, it was, but then suddenly Binnington, uh, much like, much like Big Dick Nick, you know, when it comes mm-hmm. to one comes to the postseason, like suddenly he becomes the other type of Jordan, right? Mm-hmm. He he's the reason why the the Blues won a cup in 2019 as well. Uh, he didn't, I didn't He didn't win the consummate. I think it was uh, Ryan O'Reilly probably won that. But still, a lot, bunch of those guys are there. And unfortunately, uh, in, I think it was game two, right? Or was it game three? I think it was game Brewing. two. Oh, yeah. Well, Nazim uh who is the subject of uh, ire for a lot of people right now, and, of course, subject of the goonery that's uh, happened, not by him but against other by people doing it to him, uh, Nazim Kadri ran into him, and Jordan Bennington's out for the rest of this series with a lower body injury. And of course, goalies love using their lower bodies; uh, that's kind of their thing. Well, uh, Nazim Kadri has become public enemy number one in St. Louis, um, and uh, like he's up there with Stan Kroenke right now unfortunately, St. Louis fans have taken it up a massive level by getting, like, I get getting pissed off at him and wanting him to get hurt and all that stuff uh, from a hockey perspective. But people have taken it, of course, because Nazem Qadri, uh, what is his ethnic background, Andrew? I forgot what it is. I don't remember. I mean, we. oh, he's He's Lebanese. He's Lebanese. And he's a Muslim. Aha, uh-huh. there it is. That's what it was. So it, it's both, uh, it, it's xenophobic, it's, it's, it's racist, it's uh, Islamophobic as well. And people have been sending just racist messages to him and his family. And his wife shared some because people were sending them to his wife. Uh, and just a bunch of stuff. It's all redacted here uh, on the screen uh and and yeah it, it's it's bad it's it's really really bad you know uh, all these people they're sending videos uh threatening him and all this other stuff uh, and just a bunch of it's just it's just, it's, it's bad. it keeps going and I, I don't wanna you know people Listen,
2: I I understand from a fan perspective being mad mm-hmm. especially in a situation like this you can you can think of it as a dirty play i i i don't 100 remember watching the clip so i'd have to look at it mm-hmm. but either way yeah go after if well first off any kind of shit like that is reprehensible and does not belong on this planet absolutely yeah. not it's horrible it's It's unforgivable.
0: Yeah.
2: So that's one thing. I I don't think I'll have to look at it again, but I don't think it was like dirty, dirty, like malicious, uh,
0: malicious intent.
2: Like when I think of, and we were discussing this last night, Francisco, about Carmella going into Bobrovsky. Mm -hmm. When I think of dirty, I think of Brad Marchand spearing guys in the nuts. (laughs) Hey. Hey, you know what? <laughs> We're just following the playground rules, maybe. All right. And when I th- and when I think of dirty, dirty, I think of Todd Bertuzzi. That's the dirtiest, of course, of all. He, I'll show you the clips sometime, Charles. But uh, I, we had a Todd Bertuzzi segment. He punched the guy in the back of the head and then threw his head into the ice. Yep. And his playing career. Yep. Um, that's dirty, dirty. Mm-hmm. I don't think. It, I don't think Ka- uh, Kadri... And he has a bit of a reputation, all right? Yeah, he,
0: since he was in Toronto, yeah. guy
2: last year was suspended for eight games mm-hmm. in the playoffs. The guy's got a reputation. He's not goody two-shoes.
0: He's the Avs Marchand, I would say.
2: Yes. But I don't think I he would he intentionally like go out of his way to be dirty, dirty. Mm-hmm. But he, even so, even if he was dirty, dirty, and he intentionally wanted to take out Bennington, which I really don't think he did, you don't t- you don't say that shit to their family. You leave the family out of it. Yeah. I mean, I, and I'm not excusing what they're saying. Going like that, there's a line. You don't cross the line of going into slurs, wishing death threats. Yeah. Uh, you don't cross that line. Mm-hmm. But if you do cross the line, there's another line beyond that, and that's the family. You don't you don't bring that to the family.
3: Yeah.
2: They they double cross the line. It's like the it's unbelievable.
3: Yeah.
2: Um. But.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and Jalexi, muchas gracias. Yeah, someone says uh, greetings and something. <laughs> Exi though, there we go. I I could what does that. Right. Mean? um yeah good success have good some have some good success so yeah all right so someone's watching on facebook there we go um I just
1: say i know? gotta interject here having andrew say dirty dirty makes me think about leah's uh you know are you responsible because i already need somebody because it. it's oh all like my, dirty oh and not, not it, not it. <laughs> and so I now i just perfect. have this whole image of um just andrew chilling to the rb listen leah's a good rb singer <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Francisco could be like Timberland in the background, making the beats. God, man. the
0: early 2000s are racing back to me now. Oh boy. Okay. Oh, uh, but there's there's another line to the there's there's a happy ending to this story, Andrew.
1: I mean, we we just made a little reference on the show. I I won't be happier. In any of the well, out. Charles,
0: you know, Nazim Kadri happens to be one of those players that loves the hate, that gets fueled from the hate. Oh, uh, oh because one of those guys, what, one of those is? guys that gets more powerful as you boo him more during the game. So yes. last night in game four, he had himself a hat trick. Three goals. They booed him like crazy. He was getting middle fingers. All kinds of stuff were being yelled at him, and he scored a hat trick. So, yeah that that was that was great. Uh, People of St. Louis, you're goons right now. (laughs) I'm just gonna direct it to the people of St. Louis right now. Okay, I get it. Pujols pitched for like an inning. Everybody was happy for you, but then you did this. So. No, no no bueno, no, no good. Uh, All right, so we are at fifty-five minutes. Uh, Can we do the non-sponsors early, and then we can go?
3: Let's do it.
0: And we'll do that, and then we'll 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 pop into the handsomest NL managers coming
3: next
0: (laughs) afterwards, and then we'll talk some basketball, talk some baseball, because I do want to talk about juice balls, and I'll try and keep the the time. Uh, I'll try and keep aware of the time because we went over last episode, and
1: we can get into the cage. All right. Yeah, cage is gonna be AEW centric because I'd be making a lot of promises. That's <laughs> so oh yeah, WWE you didn't say that ruins did, it a lot, that, especially yeah. this
0: week. Uh, uh, well, just, as long as you don't say what USA Network did with their little article that they posted, well, and, and, and uh, there's I'm some the goon- here. There's there's some goonery for that one as well, as well. So yeah well, okay so uh, let's go to a word from our non-sponsors people places things concepts what have you that we've been enjoying over the last week so uh, i'll start again guys because man uh, there there is a, a product that i've been I've, I've been using for quite a bit since i discovered it and i didn't i didn't realize how much i love this stuff uh it's it's philadelphia whipped cream cheese
1: wait whipped cheese
0: whipped charles you do not know the wonderfulness Dude, I... of whipped cream cheese no oh my god it is airy it is fluffy it is soft it is good uh, i i absolutely love this stuff and they got different flavors and everything Hold on let me see if i can find their official do they have an official website i don't know i don't know if the philadelphia cream cheese company ever has an official website Uh,
1: let's probably be the best cream cheese of all time. Uh, website that's all that's their URL because, like,
0: all these food companies have like websites. And just right, um, you know what? Screw it, we'll we'll just look at the stuff, anyways. Uh, whipped cream cheese. There are several different flavors, and I'll just put on shopping here, we'll see them. Uh, and they've got different kinds of flavors, they got, of course, the normal, regular. Uh, whipped cream cheese that tastes like the philadelphia cream cheese except it's a lot more fluffy it's a lot more airy and it's it it, i just like the texture of it when it's in my mouth you want
1: airy cream cheese
0: i'm Uh, I'm not trying to interrupt your spot these are just things that keep me up at night you know how sometimes cream cheese is a bit difficult to spread sometimes and you know, I, I respect the challenge and the hustle. <laughs> well, there's a whipped version of it, my friend. My life's
1: not supposed to be easy, Francisco, well, nor should yours be.
0: I, well, cream cheese is the ultimate challenge. I, I mean. mean, no, the cream cheese, my fr- I'm I'm so glad that they made this version. I am so happy with it. They have got this version, uh, garlic and herb. That's another version. My that favorite, m- my favorite is mixed berry. Okay, with a mix of uh, strawberry, raspberry, mm-hmm. and blackberry. That's, or maybe blueberry as well. But that one's my favorite version. They're only 50 calories per tablespoon, or two tablespoons as well. So they, they're, they're pretty easy on the calories. Uh, the, there was one that, uh, they have chive version of it. But, uh, there's one that I, Buffalo Style. That's another one. I, I haven't seen Buffalo Style in stores yet. That one I have not seen. But there was one that I, I, I was at Sedano's today. And I was looking at it. And, uh, by the way, Sedanos uh, is, like, the one place where I can feel like I'm an NBA player.
1: Yeah. Because you're also getting, like, six-day-old meat, but it's still good
0: quality. Well, yeah, it's still, it's still good quality, but, but I'm, like, two feet taller than everybody who's in that. <laughs> 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 I really do feel like an NBA player when I'm in there. Like, I walked in. I was in my suit because I came from court, and I, I was trying to grab some stuff. And I was going to get my lunch at home. I just returned home. And I was just like, oh, let me grab some stuff. And I walked in and I realized I was like the tallest ber- person in the building. <laughs> it's a it's a thrill. It is a real thrill. I love it. Uh, uh, they don't show it here. But there's a salmon version. And I want to try that one. But yeah, Philadelphia whipped cream cheese. It's good. Go have it. Go try it, Charles. I'm telling you, it will change your life. Okay, sometimes sometimes you, you need things to be easy okay uh, I, I think
1: it's probably because this is how i had cream cheese growing up as a kid when my grandma would make sopita she would just take like a lump of cream cheese and mm. just drop it in there yeah and well. it just kinda, i just kind of i don't know don't I, I would do anything for love but i won't do that kind of comes <laughs> into the mentality mm. uh promo <laughs> code
0: i'm whipped You could have done with it good, but okay. (laughs) I'm whipped good. (laughs) Whipped good by the cream cheese, man. I am totally whipped for this stuff right now.
2: Mm. I'll go next here uh, because mine is pretty brief because I don't have a ton of information. Mm. Um, But I went to a wedding a couple of weeks ago, um, and I I never got around to asking what company made this, where they got it, but they had these really cool – um it's it's made of like a uh like pool noodle material um tiny little thing um and they've got little LED lights in them so you can like rave with them whatever, and whatever it's hit them together it's it's pretty cool it's it's like light up pool noodles but they're tiny they're they're probably the size of like a like a racing baton and tracking field um maybe no more than a foot a foot and a half maybe um i'm
0: trying to find i mean they do sell led illuminated deluxe pool noodles well would you look at that they're water resistant
1: what you got here
0: okay that's that's interesting that's that's some new bit of technology there i know i mean they do sell those led things that they put at the bottom of a vase to make them like color up and stuff. So not totally out of the question for sure.
2: Okay. They were were fun to play with. Um, I, I brought a a couple home with me. Um, I'll turn them on every now and then. Uh, it's fun time. Uh, promo code illuminated (laughs) pool noodle.
0: Okay. Well, apparently they do exist. That's cool. All right i'm just looking at led hair extensions all right <laughs> i'm trying to find it i, I can't but i'm sure there's somewhere all right next um
1: this is for food themed there's a lot of stuff in life you have to go for and sometimes in life you just have to kind of know what makes you happy life short we're all gonna kind of fade at some point, whether we're 32 at my age because of eating too much Taco Bell, or at 99. And you need to find those enjoyments during breakfast, during lunch, during dinner, or a little snacky snack, a little snacky snack during the day. Today I woke up at like six in the morning. I had court in Port Pierce, so that was a 45 minute drive that I had to do. So at like 610, I had some Cheerios. That's not my non-sponsor. I like honey nut Cheerios. The problem is sometimes it's just you'll never get full from it. It's good for a hearty breakfast and everything like that, but it's not gonna last you. I got a court at like 9:15, guys. It was a quick, you know, continuance going from there. I'm like, man, I'm starving. I'm driving, I'm driving back to my satellite office. I'm like, man, I need some donuts. I have had donuts in a while. I've been good. I've been good. Mm-hmm. Usually in Martin County, I get Jupiter donuts, but that's not what we're talking about today because I was in Fort Pierce. And I was There's like many ways to get to my satellite office, but I was on Orange Avenue. I'm just thinking there. I'm just like, man, I'm driving down, and then I, there, there's there's two donut places that you always go to when I'm running. If I'm getting Jupiter donuts in Martin, but I'm in Fort Pierce, where I'm getting, I'm like, I could just get a donut. I could get two donuts. I get two donuts. Go for there. And I sling on by to Dixie Cream Donuts, and I just get one. I didn't get to, I got a, I, I'm not gonna try to curse. I got a hell of a ton of, you know, donuts. I was like, ah, I'm thinking about everything. My paralegal was at his son's little award ceremony. Cause you know, moving to the fourth grade to the fifth grade means something. I don't know. I think that's just expected, but Hey, you do what you gotta do parents. That's the cost of doing business. So I'm like, well, you know, his kid likes these kind of notes. I like donuts hit me and his kids. We have the same kind of concept with foods. You guys, we just eat everything. But then I'm like, ah, but you know, we got to go to the other uh, Vero satellite office in there to meet the new people, do onboard. I'm like, let me bring them a little snack. He's like, so I go and get a dozen of it. And when I, I had never actually been inside Dixie Cream Donuts before. I only just had my paralegal just kind of get them every now and then because he lives in Fort Pierce. I'm like, yo, if we're going to this uh, meeting, can you go and get this for me? And he's like, yeah, that's cool. So when I went inside there, wait, wait, I heard like wait. angelic songs. <laughs> playing in the background like oh ah! like you're in the first time if you guys have recall um you know because thor came out so if you were in a thor the first time he uh had like stormbreaker making avengers of any war and all that stuff and it's like the awesomeness that's why i felt going through those gated doors and then i saw variety of donuts i've never seen before they had And I'll I'll tell you what I got. I got like a little. I'm going to look on their Yelp
0: page right now. So
1: if they can get you it, I don't know what they promote, but I saw like Oreo topping donuts that I didn't get. They had the maple bacon donuts, but not in the long john version, but the regular circular donuts. They had some donut holes, which I'm not really crazy about. I rather just have a full donut stuffed in. What I had for myself was pink glazed. And then I had a white glazed pineapple topping and it was very good. I know how we have the debate about pineapple going on pizza and you know, I hope I got later. the right
0: location here. Is it Fort Pierce? I uh, so I put Fort Pierce. That's what the front looks like. Uh, I would hope Dixie cream donuts made fresh daily. Maybe it's them. I, I can't
1: really tell four Pierce. It's a, yeah. Yeah. That's them. all right. Think. Cool beans. Um, so, the filling was, we made that debate three years ago pineapple going pizza. And then I, I finally concluded that does go in pizza. That's fine. Let people live their lives and be happy. Pineapple definitely goes on a donut for a jelly filling. I'm just telling you right now, it's hella good. But then they had bear claws and that Oreo thing. I'm going to go back for it and I'm going to get the long johns. And then I got all this other stuff that I got raspberry filled. thats I think that's the Oreo one. The one with the guy's hand? Yeah. Fine. Yeah, that's, yeah it?
0: that's the Oreo one.
1: I
3: see.
0: Ah, ah.
1: <laughs> they didn't have any glaze, but. When I got to the satellite office, I stuffed my mouth so quickly with the with the pineapple filling and then the pink one. And I said, nah, man, I, I can't take this ish home. I'll eat all 10 of them on the car ride. So I was like, I came to so my paralegal, but here, give it to you, give it to your kids and stuff like that. And I brought it over to the girls at work. I'm like, all right, don't y'all say I never did anything for y'all. I'm out. It was just so good. It was fresh. It was, it was fluffy. It had a good sugar attack. It probably gave me a crash. Um, but it's okay. Uh, you know, you, you always tip your donut people. If you don't tip your donut people, I don't trust you. Like you tip your barber, you tip your donut people. But I was a very happy man. Um, I, I was happy. And this was me going at like nine 30 and they still on sock. Cause that's nothing worse than going to like a, a deli place or a, you know sweets place. And you're past the hours and they're like, ah, oh, shit, I'm not going to get anything. So Dixie cream donuts, Fort Pierce, get you some, um, promo code. Ooh, promo code. I wanna find like something cute with it, but I can't, you know. Dope. Uh Homer Simpson. There you go. He loves it on donuts.
0: Alright. Okay. That looks that looks good. I see oh I see the one with the the pineapple filling inside there. It was good. Oh, wait, I, that I, was I, lemon. Oh that one's a lemon one. But either way, either way. They were good. Yeah. Alright. Uh, get you some. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, that's pretty good. Alright. Well, so that's that's it for those. Got through those pretty pretty uh pretty expeditiously I mean, normally we take forever on these but that's probably my fault <laughs> anyways so let's 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 move on to, to the next part of the show uh let's let's look into the the handsomest national league managers charles all righty so we're, we're let me pull appearances let me pull up my list here of uh all the current mlb managers and then we'll get started. Uh, I don't want all of them. I want the current ones. There we go. Current National League managers. So let's let's pull up the screen here, and and we shall start. Actually, let me get the donuts out of the way. They're making me hungry. Okay, I might just dip into my mixed berry whipped cream cheese to satiate myself
1: afterwards. You can never go wrong with donut.
0: Mm. So let's start with. Uh, Okay. Tori Lavulo, who is the manager of the Arizona Diamondbacks. So let's head on over that's to close. Phoenix. And uh, there's our boy. There's Tori Lavulo oh Charles. What do you think of this, this man? Um, him, that's him from the side for profile. Look at him um, as one of the coaches with the Blue Jays. Uh, that's him from the front. Uh, looks, nah. looks like
1: a maga guy can't do it. Oh no. All right then. So there You might not be. There's and God. I'm not saying that you can't support who you want to support. I'm just saying that there's just there's a type. All there's right. A type. It's drier than the Sahara Desert with that. Sorry. Next.
0: <laughs> Next is uh, Brian Snitker. Was the manager of the
1: Atlanta Braves. I think I'm compelled to say yes just on the sole basis that it's like my paralegals team.
0: So that is Brian Snitker right there. That's, that's that's look on
1: my thing
0: i mean there there he is looking
1: oh yeah sure no <laughs> there we go just you uh, know I literally, like... literally I, I never saw him felt the cap before and it, it's literally yeah, he's like good. a testicle yeah, with some he's, hair
0: he's, he's he's not okay well then i was gonna say he was bald but uh all right next david ross chicago cubs
1: yeah um, uh, because he's just so he's still coming out him. of like being a player yeah so he still probably keeps it stacked got a good beard you know? he's got a good he's beard got a good beard yeah you know yeah Everything else is fine all kind right. of a kind of just a uh you know a human meat shield for that organization yeah. but whatever you know, right, look whatever at his look do. at his uh his gf right there all right
0: okay so there's uh that's David Ross all right so that that's a that's a that's there's your first handsome manager for the National League so uh who was uh well let, let's keep, who was your American League favorite one
1: I think it was Kevin Cash that Kevin
0: week. Cash that's right that, yeah it was Kevin Cash so all right so the Rays manager has made it to the to the final
1: and, and the auto no was Charlie Montoya uh yeah, yeah uh
0: so then we've got uh David Bell the manager of the cincinnati reds
1: you know sad this is how i'm going to know who is the active managers of all these teams yeah let that sink in
0: yeah well here's david bell i'll tell you this he will he will fight for you Uh, he's always he i mean he's with the reds it's 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 a terrible
1: situation his cheeks creep me out because it kind of looks like a creative character like, a, he has a very strong jaw. <laughs> like in Skyrim but, or something. But very, Yeah, but very sunken cheeks. <laughs> and I'm just kind of like, okay. It's kind of like, you know, what would you think the definition of a tough guy ought to be?
0: Mm. All right. But he will defend you. He will
1: defend you. Oh, uh, Someone's got to. All
0: right. Well, next is Bud Black of the Colorado Rockies. Let's
1: see. It's been a while since I looked at Bud Black. Let's take a peek. Bud Black. There we go. There's Bud I mean, Black his old pictures of that mustache reminds me of John Tataro. Um uh, he's got good hair for an old guy. Yeah, here here he is
0: all cleaned up with the Rockies on Media Day. Nah, he's nah. Old. Yeah, yeah, he's I'm not, I'm not,
1: I'm not, I I had no sugar baby. Profile. <laughs> <All> <laughs> right. I, I have my own job.
0: All right then. Well, let's let's go then to uh, Dave Roberts. Huh? How about good old Davey? Uh, He broke your your heart in 2004. Will he mend it in 2022?
1: I said, I think what I said about Dusty Baker was like, he's the one that would kick me out of bed and go to church with him in the morning. Dave Roberts is like, here's the cap money. I don't know. Man, he has not aged well. No, he
0: hasn't at all. Look at him when he was younger. Dear Lord. Wow. He Mm -hmm. has
1: not aged well at all. Listen, if you were the manager of the Dodgers, making bold predictions each year and getting nowhere, I mean Dave Roberts is cool. You know what? You wanna know why you date Dave Roberts? Because you feel like he can get you connected with cool ass people. He's in L.A. Hollywood, yeah. You know he he's got all these great talents on the team. You, you let him buy you the sushi. You let him buy you the sushi. All right, that's all, right. That's all I can say. You let him buy you. The sushi. All right, next Don Mattingly, the Marlins. <sighs> So here, here's a Don Mattingly thing. It's more about, you know, I've known you since I was a child, and you're like the childhood friend. And right mm. now, I'm just kind of desperate because I, I, don't know what love it is, and I want you to show me. But uh, Don, Don just, he's kind of like kind of going through a different look, man. Different look and different phrases. Can't do it. He's kind of like I've been on a Kirby enthusiasm oh. kick. So yeah. I really feel like he's like pre-Larry David before Larry David comes in. <laughs> Okay. But yeah, you know, the, the funny thing about the show is that um, they let Don just kind of, we well, not Don, they let Larry just go on like random dates with people mm. in the story, so it's kind of funny. Don Manley back in the day, no question. The stash, the man. Stash, but yeah. Now, yeah. Now it's kind of like you know, it's yeah, all down. It's got here.
0: the reading glasses now and all. all right, Craig Council, Milwaukee. Craig should still be a babe. Let's see. It's been a minute. He got, um, Council. He's yeah, playing. Uh, yeah, that's there's that's him.
1: See what? I mean, mildly attractive. If you're kind of attracted, one, he's on like, one of the younger end of the of the managers right now. Yeah, mildly attractive. If you're kind of attracted to like midwestern looking forty year old actors, oh, which is why, why yeah. he's Milwaukee. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's kind of his vibe, right? Like a John Noble esque kind of mm. look to him. You know, it, it, it's it's kind of basically like, oh hey, if um guy who plays Jim Halpert ended up being a baseball manager. forgot his Interesting. name.
0: Interesting. Yeah, he's yeah Mr. a little bit. A little bit. He's, little bit. he's uh, Mr. Fantastic, isn't he? <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, you know. Who knows? Because God knows in this universe. Explain to me how you could do like a multiverse movie with different characters not going to play, but you're not going to recast Chadwick Boseman.
0: Uh, They let
1: James Bond get recasted, I understand he died of cancer, but I think is interesting, I don't think his sister's interesting, and Namor is lame. Say that right now, you can hear me on live TV. (laughs) Swimmerman is lame! How do you have slick back hair being in the water? That's the one thing I never understood. Mm. Like, oh, you guys know Namor. Anywho, my nerdiness aside...
0: Buck Showalter! Another, <laughs> another old friend.
1: Hell nah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. No, and it's not because Buck is just old. Because hey, I'm gonna let Dave Roberts take me out to eat. But uh, but Buck, man, Buck has looked the same for the last 20 years.
0: That's true. He's aged n- not much he hasn't at all. Aged. <laughs> he looks. He's been. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Oh, how about another old friend, Joe Girardi?
1: Joe's a babe man. What?
0: Yeah. Yeah. To beat that ass man
1: exactly all right <laughs> you you disrespect me at dinner i forgot who he said that would grab the guy's <laughs> arm and then knock him out but joe jo Girardi would throw hands his forearms are huge yeah. man joe was just angry because he's been perpetually bald since like 1979 but it's okay definitely we give love to joe Girardi. Man. all right okay he's a tough guy man he, he's that he's, he's that guy that you know the whoever you're uh whoever it is your kid's day at the prom, we're looking at him like, damn, I don't want to meet your dad. That, that's, that's a. I I awesome hope movie.
0: Andrew's getting geared up for like an Andrew verse after this. Like, I hope he's <laughs> planning something while we're doing this. Um, okay. Next, well, I don't even know who is the manager of the Pirates, but apparently it's Derek
2: Shelton.
1: All right, let's look at Derek Shelton.
2: There he is. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. I, I have my mic on mute. I wanted to mention something quickly about Joe Girardi. Oh, um, for whatever he does, the one thing that I will always remember about him was he was the one that came out of the stands at Wrigley and told everyone that the game was canceled after Daryl Kyle's death. That's right. That's Joe Girardi is a stand-up
1: right. human being, boys. Yeah.
2: I f- yeah. for the rest of my life, I'm going to remember him for doing that. That was just, and he told everyone, you know basically like calm down you'll you'll learn more soon but you know this is serious don't boo um that that would just showed me right then what kind of a person he was yeah Joe Yep. he's a daddy
0: yeah so uh there's uh yeah it's all and oh well here, here we are with uh uh was a derek, derek shelton, shelton for the for the pirates
1: he kind of looks like he could be, like, Alec Baldwin stand-in. Okay. All right, don't get shot. That's all, that's all I can comment <laughs> on that. All right, then. He also looks very angry in some of these photos. Well, he, he's the manager of the Pirates. Wouldn't you It be? is Pittsburgh. That place is a literal toxic waste, so I understand.
0: Okay. Next, next, we've got Bob Melvin, manager oh, of the Padres. Bob Melvin, another one who's looked the same for, like, 50 fucking years. That is true as well. So there's Bob Melvin when he was with the A's. Let's see, there he is in San Diego. Looks like yeah. Marnie Funkhauser's
1: actor. But that's, that's a disrespect it. to that actor. Yeah. A little bit.
0: Yeah. I mean, I just I... he looks no. a little like Bob Saget for some reason to me. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. All right. So that's a no. Next. Next. Ooh. I, I think we. This is gonna be hard. Gabe Kapler.
1: I, I mean, listen, we are the, the reason Kepler. for the, the reason for Kepler. this right now. The man who, you know, he, 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 I'm going to take care of him. All right? I'm going I'm to meet him up. I'm going to take him to Dixie cream donuts. I'm like, listen, man, you know, we we'll go from there. You know, I'll, I'll go to the synagogue with him one time. His wife can come along. It'd be perfectly fine. You know, just, just like, you know, you talk about the standard, the blueprint of what players transition into management ought to look like. It, it's right there. He it's has right a there. fantastic beard. It's a fantastic beard. You know, it, it's like you know the commercials of the guys in Rogan, how black it is? That's what it is. And that's probably not even but He's got it's the salt that. and pepper in like all the right places. Guys, God picks winners and losers and Babe Kepler is the one who won out in the managers where you have like, you know, potato fuck that is um Buck Show Walter, with all due respect, Buck. We still love you from back in the day. Um Nah, man, you know, it's it just changed. And I, this man's been around before. I'm like, nah, I never paid attention to it. But that one time I read that ESPN article, I'm like, oh, man, you know, you know, he, we're going to be married. okay. Like, yeah, he's going to understand why I'm Daddy True up in this. Oh, boy. It's he, just the look of the seat. He has a weird diet, the raw meat, and then just like maybe like a percentage of blueberries. I'm like, buddy, mm. buddy, what you doing here? But yeah, <laughs> Babe Kepler, the, 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 the Helen Troy, the face yeah. that launched a thousand ships, mm-hmm. right here for you.
0: Uh yeah, the the Phillies the Phillies uh missed out on him. They had to hire Joe Girardi just to try and even make up for it, you know? Well, you so, know,
3: it's okay. It's okay, you
0: know. All right, the manager of the St. Louis Cardinals, Oliver Marmol. Man, you're gonna go from greatness to this? Well, let's take a peek at him. Oliver like Marmol oh, wow, I didn't even know he was the manager of the Cardinals. I know they I fired it was their so manager. Dan no, no, he definitely. got fired. No no, oh, he was the mar- he was the manager a while ago. No, no. Uh, but yeah, there
1: he is. So, um, I, so here, he's here's on the, the younger end. They, of course they have Mike Schlitt. Here's the thing about Oliver mall. I've seen it all in dolphin mall in Miami. I'm not <laughs> impressed. Shania Twain. I don't impress to me much. dude. So you got the looks, but haven't got the touch. Right. I mean, seriously, is that not like eighth street? It's Doral. It's uh, okay. All right. Uh, next
0: Dave Martinez, Washington
1: let's see i haven't thought about dave martinez in some time since the World
0: series yeah, he's wearing sunglasses in a lot of I, them ah
1: so it falls down to up. i've seen it man i've seen it yeah the same, i know the that same guy thing the same he's, thing. The, he's the guy that's at applebee's with his girlfriend with the the two kids and he's still gonna flirt with the waitress i i can't get behind it i've seen that i've seen that i've seen that
3: dave.
0: all right well, and that's it. That's your your National League manager. So, so rankings. Gabe Kapler, then Joe Kevin Girardi, Nash. Kevin Joe Girardi. So, okay. Well, finalist for the National League is Gabe Kapler, of course, right? So, uh, of course, absolutely. All right. So, Gabe Kapler versus Kevin Cash. Oh,
1: Gabe Kapler wins it. All right, Kevin so Kevin Cash gets a little bit of a little bit of appreciation.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, Gabe Kapler, can... you are the handsomest manager in Major League Baseball. You are the final. You are final four. In, in in, this thing that we're doing.
1: Now, can I give you my, my winner? It's not even a nominee. It's a winner for Ugliest Manager of All Time.
0: And it's oh, kind of that's days. right. Okay.
1: Of all and time, it, not just it, now. And it hurts a little bit to say it. Is it Joe Torre? It's Joe Torre. Joe Torre is fugly, oh. man. I love Joe Torre. We love Joe Torre. You talk about men who like don't age, but Joe Torre looks like a okay yeah, so you even saw, young uh,
0: joe tory wasn't the most handsome of men
1: but you saw the rescue rangers movie right yes. you know how they had sweet pete it's like they just oh, no. took a picture they didn't oh, say hey let's no. look at what peter pan would look like let's just say joe Torre. and you know i'm right i haven't even seen the movie oh. but i saw like a picture of Sweet i'm like i thought joe tory joe Torre literally looks like a, a a protocol of what um pete from steamboat willie would look like in human form i'm pretty sure walt disney because they copy everything in Disney, looked into the future and said, this guy, Joe Tory what's he about? I'm like, oh, we're gonna make him seem Willy. Willie. I love Joe Tori. He, he did a lot of things for establishments, but when we created this list, you know, he's better now, not managing. I can't explain it, but it's just not there. That didn't help either. He literally looks like a caricature. Like if he went to the carnival, and we're gonna get a little bit mean here, but I think Joe Torre's Tur- Joe just gonna cry with his $100 bills and that's okay wiping it down but if we went to the carnival and you know how at like the fair they draw you know we had to character go they would draw him normal
3: hmm.
0: all and right oh gosh okay so that that's it I guess next time we'll do NFL we'll do NFL let's let's do that yeah it's oh. not
1: gonna be sean McVay, kids well
0: well uh let's let's uh gosh the, this this was weird Andrew do you have a an Andrew verse do you want to go someplace how
1: How is this weird
2: it was beautiful it was okay <laughs> Uh, do you, I mean, if if you guys can kickstart me, um, I mean we gave you a lot of
1: material. Venezuela lasagna is always <laughs> going to be the best education I can give.
0: <laughs> that was, I, I well, well we'll we'll see what happens along the way. But I do want to talk about juice balls.
1: All right, let's talk about juice balls. We went from talking about handsome
0: men in baseball. Let's talk about the balls in baseball. Well, I mean that's kind of been the big thing, and uh, yeah, the NBA is happening. You know, that's that's stuff we, we kind of yeah, we don't need, we don't need to talk boston. about it yeah because
1: you know what what do you need to know about the east End conference finals when everybody's just riding the dick of boston so go ahead pick your winners i'm done with this so <laughs>
2: andrew have that. you been keeping up with this juice balls thing like not the recent developments um not as much as i was in past seasons well uh, i've yeah. been keeping up with it decently I, I, it's
0: been weird and players are kind of getting fed up with a lot of things. Uh, th- th- there's a few, a ton of factors with regards to it. I saw a fantastic video, like I mentioned earlier, by Baseball Doesn't Exist, where he, he explained the manufacturing process for the baseballs and that it has come down a lot of the changes or at least the, the feelings, of, it really does come down to the fact that, one, you can't make, like, yeah, you can try and make the, the baseballs all identical to each other, relatively speaking, but honestly, you're not going to get the same type of baseball every single time. And different, different like, suppliers of things, and it, it like the cowhide, just a change to that or a different cow or something like that will change how baseball responds. Uh, the laces, like the wool that they get the from the sheep that the laces are made from like that also affects it. Uh, there's a sp- I didn't know this. there's a special like pit of mud. In New Jersey.
2: Okay, my turn. My turn. I've I figured out my Andrew verse. All I right,
0: think. a pit of mud. That's how. That's what we got from there. All right, let's get into the Andrew verse now. All
2: right, let's let's. Uh, do it. I'm gonna use this opportunity. I'm gonna bounce off what. Oh, you didn't add the quote in. I'm I I
0: haven't gotten to it. I will add to it, but he, we, it's it's honestly scary how much he knows this stuff <laughs> or how he knows this stuff.
2: Um. So I'll, I'll take this opportunity to explain, I mean, I'll, I'll jump off what you're saying, uh, and add to it with the, how a baseball is made. Let's do it. So, well, first off, I just want to say this around, I think it was in 2018 when the, the juice ball allegations first started, uh, MLB essentially bought Rawlings. Um mm-hmm.
0: yeah, that was mentioned Rawlings in the video.
2: Rawlings is the official manufacturer of Major League baseballs. Um and Andrew loves their wallets if I remember correctly. That is true. I I have Non-sponsor. I have a Rawlings wallet. they
0: mm-hmm. They've been an outsourcer for you
2: twice, I think. Um so they they bought Rawlings in order to supposedly be able to have better quality control over the ball production. Um, how baseball is made, I'm not gonna go into um, like the nitty gritty. I'll, I'll be posting
0: here behind on the screen uh, an article of, of the process while you're talking anyways.
2: So it's, it basically starts out with a something about maybe the size of a ping pong ball it's made out of cork um that's the base center of it then they wind a lot of different uh string and thread and yarn and and shit they it's essentially in multiple multiple layers that they spin around this this main center cork thing oh right they call it the pill Thank you, brain, for remembering that for some reason. Um,
1: it is scary. Yeah, it's fucking fine.
2: Well, it's actually it's ironic that we're discussing this because I decided to watch this that episode a few weeks ago. Why? I don't know. I just felt like it I was laying in bed, couldn't sleep, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna watch how baseballs are made again. Uh, it's probably like the fifth time I've watched that video. <laughs> um, so anyway. So they build it up in layers. Supposedly it gives it better uh, resilience so it can bounce back better and things like that. And we'll see. There you go. Um, then they put the, the the leather on it. They stitch it together with red yarn, um, which is hand stitched, by the way. There are 108 stitches on a baseball.
1: Wow. I did not know that. I didn't either. I thought there was some person in, you know, Guatemala just doing it because you know baseball's now.
2: So look at section. Here. Look at section eight, gentlemen. Am I right or am I right? Go back, go back, Francisco. Go back.
0: I, I'm trying. I'm trying to keep up. Uh, you, Under sewing a, hide. There we go. Quality control, right there. There we go.
2: Number six, Under sewing hide. Okay. Ah, there it is. There it is.
0: Yeah, 108 stitches in the process with the first and last completely hidden. Oh, interesting. An average of 13 to 14 minutes is required to hand-sew a
2: baseball. Jesus Christ, Wow. Whenever I come up with a weird stat like that, we should just play the audio clip of him saying he's frightened or terrified. I,
0: trying, I think I can do that. I think I can have like a soundboard.
3: <laughs> i would say be like
0: I'll, I'll try and see if i can do like a i think there's an app for like a soundboard that i can have like that i can like go to catchphrases and just do that
2: yeah you know? yeah um, call it Andrew's <laughs> terrify- <laughs> I love,
0: yeah we yeah that we should have trash we should have frauds we should have
2: Andrew's terrifying and reverse or something
0: yeah uh it's it's honestly scary how how much he knows this stuff uh, <laughs> that's another one, Jesus Christ. When Charles says that, it's actually kind of funny too.
3: Uh,
2: <laughs> uh, so, yeah. anyway, this I don't remember exactly what causes the the juicing. Uh, I think
1: the tears of uh,
2: Justin Bernlander, apparently. Yes, that that too. Um. I think part of it was due to how tightly the ball was wound. Um, because if the, if the, if the ball is wound tighter inside, that's a better, um, better power conductor, basically. Um, and more energy transfers from the bat into the ball. Um, because if it's spaced out a little bit, that's what I think I remember hearing. Um, I mean, I can understand why they would want to juice balls in primetime games or in big games. But, like, make it even, man. I mean, even now we've got the, the humidors in all stadiums, right? Yeah, all of them have it. And what
0: I'm reading here in this article that they have tried. There's been attempts to automate this, especially the, the, the sewing cowhide covers process. And none have been successful thus far. So they're trying to, that's probably why they bought Rawlings too, is trying to find a way to do that, to have an even or a relatively even Uh, I don't know uh, makeup for each baseball but I mean that's yeah it's it's been home runs are down this season and they're they're just I think they're still actively trying to tweak what they're doing Uh, maybe some of it might be some actual malicious uh, stuff that they're trying to oh we're, we're gonna try and rig some things but I think some of that also has to do with how, like, they use a ton of baseball. So it's they're obviously
2: not going to be all equal and stuff like that. And I if I remember correctly, I think somewhere in the neighborhood of, like, uh, God. Oof. I think it was the neighborhood of, like,
1: fuck. <laughs> He's trying. Yeah. Can't use Google, buddy. We've now put you on this pedestal. All right, all right. We put you on this pedestal, and we can't get past it now. Ooh. Uh,
2: I think. I think like sixty-five baseballs are used per game. Per game. Okay.
0: Well, I well here in this article it says, but well, maybe not per game, but it says that hundred thousand baseballs are used by all of the major league teams combined during the course of a, an entire season. That's a lot. Dear Lord.
2: And considering how much effort goes into making each one, it's amazing that they let you keep it. You know, yeah. like they won't let you keep a football.
0: There was a court case about that. There was a court case about, about that. So I remember that from con law. Really? I don't remember that. From Colin <laughs> no, no, no!
2: Wait, no. That was um, that was the Barry Bonds case. The guy wanted to see if he could keep Barry Bonds' home run ball. Oh, ah, okay, all right, but yeah, uh, um, yeah, I'm gonna look that that up now. How many baseballs we use per game? Mm. Uh, carry on. Okay. Um, right. I will say though that uh, going back to the mud thing, I'm gonna bring it back here. There's a specific pit of mud used on a riverbank in... Mm I think it's near Pennsylvania. They said New Jersey. They said New Jersey. Pennsylvania, New Jersey, around there.
3: Yeah.
0: It's a Um, secret location, so nobody tampers
1: with it.
2: And they've been using it to... They rub on baseballs. Um, Supposedly, it's this perfect... Blend. Whatever um and they've been using it for like almost a 100 years now it's like the lazarus uh, pit or something <laughs> they they just ship these buckets full of this mud to all of the ballparks and then someone on the the staff of whatever team uh rubs it up before the game um mm-hmm. uh, The advantage of that is it allows, you know, they can put a little more mud on, they can put a little less mud on, whatever the pitcher, uh, the home pitcher feels like. It's kind of like how footballs are inflated or deflated Hmm. somewhat. Yeah, Um, Quarterbacks liking. Um, Or like how, and I remember this from the 2003 Marlins uh, World Series Championship video uh juan pierre likes the glass a grass cut a certain way Mm -hmm. so he knows when he bunts it's gonna go this way yep um so it's kind of that same principle uh with with the mud um okay i think i'll i'll take us out of the andrew first (laughs) now
0: well we we got
1: baseball manufacturer andrew in this one so you think that's how they all meet each other? They just go to a Tampa Bay Rays game, and then you see like the five different Andrews just all sitting over. <laughs> <in the> with <little laughs> That's like their... Uh, what's the thing Superman does? The Fortress of Solitude? Yeah. Or yeah. whatever the... I, you know, it's weird. I can't think of the Hall of Justice. For some reason, I think of Andrew. I think of that. Meanwhile, at the Legion of Two. <laughs> Meanwhile, at the Andrews. Well,
0: I kind of have it as a Star Trek the star trek uh the, the starship enterprise so it's like they're going through space and and encountering each other and then they're just, they're just beaming themselves up into the ship so that's that's how I'm, i have
2: it i'm really pissed off at myself now because my initial gut reaction was something in the neighborhood of 100 baseballs per game but i tamped it down to 60 the average is about 84 to 120 baseballs
3: mm,
0: well then
2: Uh, yeah so that that was after all the
0: the other thing the other thing that has also gotten some news and and I'm gonna we'll talk a little bit about this before we head into the cage uh, because we're at one one hour and 38 minutes now and it's the the change to Oriole Park at Camden Yards
1: uh, a two week feud that's been going
0: on. Yeah, that. it's well, the New York Yankees came on by and suddenly things changed, right? So,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, so, uh, look, Camden Yards left field wall, it's been the thing. It's really been the thing. People, are, aside from the juice balls, everybody's been commenting about Camden Yards and the ridiculousness of their left field wall. So, uh, before, actually, Aaron Judge pretty upset after Camden Yards. So, this was five days ago now. Uh, it cost him a three homer game.
1: I guess two homers last night. Mm, yeah.
0: So, uh, his home run, his double, which would have been a. It traveled 399 feet per stat cast, nearly left the ballpark, anyways. And that uh, i think uh there's a twitter account called would it dong yep <laughs> it's
2: Sorry. it's a
0: it's a fantastic name but it's called would it dong and for each home run that's hit uh, of co- over the course of a season you can look it up and see whether how many of the current major league ballparks would that home run have been a home run in
2: Needless to say, a lot of the home runs to right field Yankee Stadium wouldn't have made it out at other stadiums. Right. Uh, so so there's that. And of course, there's
0: like y- you Francisco, know, didn't you call it a Little League porch? I, I, no, I've never called it that. Uh, I, I called it a uh, I called it. Oh, the little doggy fence. The little doggy fence that you put out so your dog doesn't hop on over. <laughs> it doesn't get out. That's what it, that's what I called it. Or the little thing that you use to block off your baby from getting out of a sauna yeah. and getting into the kitchen or something.
1: <laughs> look, as I tell people...
0: <laughs> that's that's Yankee Stadium's right field.
1: Look, as I tell people, your best hitters get paid for home runs, not Ooh. for strikeouts, right? So we're just doing... We're just just finding them big-ass contracts for Trevor Story. <laughs> Trash. Um, and a few of those other guys. So you're welcome.
0: So the <laughs> new the new left field wall is 30 feet farther this season than it was last season and it's 5 feet taller. And it really is the hardest home run to hit in baseball now from left field. And the Orioles did it specifically because their pitchers sucked <laughs> over the last few years. Their pitching has been awful. And I mean, rather than actually trying to improve that, they decided to, you know what, let's help them out and make left field just absolutely massive. And it's 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 pretty interesting that you know the Marlins play in a pretty cavernous ballpark themselves. And even that is an easier ballpark to Homer in than Camden Yards. Uh, if, if I mean it's it's added some it's added a brand new dynamic to it. A ton of the teams are lowering, like Marlins Park. They've lowered the wall so many times and brought them in. Like it, it's ridiculous. But they went the opposite this time, and I don't know. We'll see if other teams follow the trend in some places. I mean, the the current, uh according to ballpark factor, which you can see like on ESPN and stuff like that, the number one easiest place to hit a home run in is Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati. And the Reds have, are the worst team in baseball and have had a hard time retaining pitchers. Uh, and, and yeah, maybe they'll look at something like that and be like, mm, maybe we'll change something up here or there. Who knows? But uh, they, they completely flipped the script in, in Baltimore with that. But, of course, that's also going to affect their hitters at home. It'll make it harder for them. And some people who are advocates for it are saying, Oh, it'll up like doubles and triples and things like that, which is what makes things interesting for people. It'll make the game more interesting rather than the was what's what's the was it the, the three true outcomes or something like that, right?
3: Yeah.
0: Right. So and okay, I, I can be for that. I, I like I can I can be a little bit for that, but it, it's it's really interesting. It's it's kinda of one of the early talks of the season
2: uh, now that we're almost into june so all right like i'm fine with them doing that mm-hmm. especially since it will increase the number of true uh, or decrease the number of true outcomes mm-hmm. but it's so ugly
0: <laughs> that that's what i was gonna ask uh i mean it, it wasn't the most elegant way of doing it it wasn't the it's most like, elegant way.
2: It's like an amateur on the ballpark architecture MLB. <laughs> well, that's what that's what Aaron Judge said it was. It was like the Crater Park. It's yeah. like for Camden Yards is one of the most beautiful ballparks in the league right now. Mm. It holds up after over 30 years. It's incredible. Um and it is the archetype for all of the retro classics that have come since then with the exception of Marlins Park. Uh, because that's its own alien spaceship thing and i read
0: the article on wikipedia it's a it's modern com- like contemporary modern or something like that it's 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 really the only ballpark that's like that
2: exactly um it was perfect and look i get it if you want to adjust the fence fine but at least have it blend in a little bit like even the marlins you can hardly tell that the fence used to be that much further back.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Relatively. So yes.
2: Like if you've never been to the park, Mm -hmm. they blended it in pretty well. Yeah. You know, they, they put the, they Mm -hmm. put the planters back there. You know, it's, it's, it, you'd have to know or look really close Mm -hmm. that there was something going on. There used to be something there. It's plain to the eye that that just the thing at Oriole Park just does not belong.
0: Yeah, you can see the photo there of uh, on the side there, how it, it really does jut out into the stands where it, it's it really is very much are really artificial. But, yeah, uh, I haven't played uh I haven't renewed my Game Pass to play MLB Twenty Two, so I, I haven't been able to see how it plays in the video game version. But I think it'd be pretty interesting. I, I bet you that one never gets picked for Home Run Derby, right? Andrew.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh boy, oh, wait, Francisco! I, I hmm. meant to tell you this in chat, but hmm. I'm going to call you out and online. Yes. Get the, game, get the game for the Switch, you moron, so we can play. <laughs> what? <Well, laughs> uh i
0: uh
1: gosh it's all cloud-based right
0: I, no no it, it's it's a real one it's it's they it actually did make a real port of it but I, i'm still not sure i'm still not sure if if anything i'll try and just renew my game pass uh when Do the time something
3: comes idiot. <laughs> well, well you I, know I, what
2: you feel, like, feel like bakugo in my hero academia <laughs> just calling you an idiot all the time yeah <laughs> <laughs> see what happens is
1: is that you know the gloatingness has returned because mm. not only did his team beat you in those hockey semifinals, but also now he's just tapping that ass. In the switch world, <laughs> or not switch world, but MLB world.
0: Mm. Trying to get me to game. Uh, you, uh, I, I, I'll, I'll see. We'll see. Maybe a, a price drop or something after, especially after. Like this summer is gonna be, you know, Charles. We got Death Stranding. I'm almost done with Batman. Then Death Stranding's happening, and then, and then Splatoon. And, and then things like oh, yeah it. well
1: that's that's september that's when it's like okay. oh yeah i'm not playing yeah. multiplayer and also that happens
0: okay. so, like, so maybe well, sometime in the summer i'll renew the game pass i have three months so uh okay so we're at 147. i feel like we we've done enough talk with this other stuff so we might as well head on over to the cage are you ready
1: charles i am ready welcome everybody your weekly Trueplex the cage with charles for the school of true wrestling it's not fake it is scripted stage fight it's a song and dance about men and women beating the holy hell of each other, trying to establish their legacies, reach new heights, climb the mountain, give the middle finger to the boss, tell Vince McMahon that he ain't shit, and then realizing that, damn it, it's Vince McMahon, he can do whatever the hell he wants. And then some. What does it mean about blood, sweat, and tears? Are you going to take a gamble on yourself? Are you going to go double or nothing when you're at that blackjack table and poker and all the other fun stuff that, you know, I don't gamble that much. I gamble just being me and eating donuts. But there's a reason why I mention it, because we have Double or Nothing, boys. That's really soon. It's this weekend, Sunday, May 29th. We're going to talk about that more. Nothing really to update about New Japan yet. There was some stuff in regards to Kota Ibushi, but I think I can hold that out next week as it develops. Ring of Honor, something going on there. Impact, nah, you know, and we'll talk about that. Uh, new japan aside from koda they're doing the battle of the super junior heavyweights going at it i, I don't have predictions because i'm so late into the brackets so i feel it's in i hate that you know how people will do like fantasy football after like the day after the first season started and you're like what why would you that Makes so no sad that's basically me half the time but let's focus on the eye on the prize let's talk a little bit about sasha banks and naomi and wwe and Vince mcmahon last time i left you cool kids was with the information that they just kind of said hey we're out and then they just kind of bailed and we had to wait and see we were waiting for that shoe to fall on the other uh foot or whatever way andrew had described it when we were talking on the show and the group chat but the uh shoe fell right is that the phrase i have to use andrew shoe fell on the other foot or other shoe dropped there you go i'm looking through the chat as i'm playing games and looking at the car at the same time so i'm multitasking at its finest because it's hard to save during age of calamity well they announced that sasha banks and naomi have been suspended um indefinitely, titles vacated, going to do whatever they're going to do, a tournament. I don't know how, considering the fact that there isn't a lot of women's left on the roster do a women's tag team. When You have three separate brands going in there. But it causes some of that case of controversy that we spoke about of who idea was it? How do you feel misused? We talk about what the rumors were, and we're going to talk about it again. As I mentioned last week, everything that I'm telling you and reporting you on, as if I'm a reporter, is based off hearsay, speculation, and the Twitter. Twitter, kids, believe it or not, is not a viable source of information and news. Go figure. But it's not. However, it's where I'm at least going to get posts from Brian Alvarez, Dave Meltzer, all this other stuff. We don't support ringside news. I hate trans people. We're not cool with that. Mm. Um, But there's both sides coming in, feelings of broken promises. And I think what happens is when it comes to any – information that's out there there's always a smear campaign and the rumor mill was sasha was unhappy with the fact Tasha banks was unhappy with the fact that she lost her wrestlemania spot to ronda rousey and you can get that sure but i think it's bigger than that and i can see as both arguments and i would go into argument one in, in support of the performers is that they're just generally unhappy you don't let them maximize the amount of money that they could take in you don't help them su- su- succeed and build their legacy and you know you're hurting them because for a long time you're preventing them from doing twitch channels you're preventing them from doing only fans whatever they want to do to make additional in- income and it would be a lot of money that they can make from that right um damn you vince mcmahon everything that you do and you don't want to have your time wasted i'll say this and if it comes across sexist it's not with the intent that's how i'm gonna preface it women wrestlers tend to have a shorter span of time that they could wrestle professionally to a degree because why they might get married they might have children they might want to retire they might go to different alternatives you hear other wrestlers go out there you don't get the um wrestlers who will kind of wrestle until they're 50 or females they still do they're still out there but it's not as much of a norm as composed to male wrestlers because rick flair is going to try to go back to a ring for whatever reason even though he's how old boys like 70 something 74 you know usually it's kind of like hey we, we hold this up we start a family and there's time that's taken off so but these other wrestlers maybe they, they want to kind of strike while the honor is hot on maximum amount of not just profit and money but also legacy because things change when you have kids and it goes both ways you know johnny gargano one of my favorite wrestlers when him and his wife candace LeRae, they got you know pregnant or she got pregnant he's the father i don't know how they phrase that i know some people get insulted but like no one person gets pregnant. They get pregnant i'm like i don't know i don't know these things i have cats and dogs I got my parents we're not having kids here i've donuts. let me be bring it all back they both took time off after their child was born but you want to strike at what's hot so i can get the idea on the wrestler side it's like i want to maximize everything profit legacy establishment and accomplishments i want to be the best of the best and i'm also an independent contractor so why can not i go contract elsewhere because remember that's up in labels however if i don't want to work with you anymore why can't i just bail you're gonna have me on a contract okay you're not gonna have me non compete just void my contract don't pay me the leftovers let me go do my way that's kind of hell, isn't it It's kind of like how we had to go to law school to be lawyers, but we still have to pass the bar exam. I don't want to go to law school anymore. I just want to take the bar exam. Let's all be honest here. We don't need that 30 year law school, do we? Not really. I'm saying that right now. If you put practicums in the second year and then we have the same effect. I can get the idea of wanting to leave. So I can get that frustration. On the other side of it, on the boss side of it, on the Vince McMahon side of it, I'm like, you're mad? I pay you a crap ton of money. I don't want to fire because you might think it's because I don't want the other people to have you other people being AEW impact or whatever. However, mm-hmm. WWE salaries are not the same as competitive salaries. They're not, that's like me leaving my job. Now I'm going to work for the state. We're talking about a big decrease in income and everybody has a lot of money they can funnel. And here's the thing too, that big fear of AEW has everybody kind of leaves a little bit. And I'll tell you why, because this is not AEW from three years ago. This is AEW that now has face pay Punk. Brian Danielson, John Moxley, Chris Jericho, the new dudes, it's a it's very crowded at the school pool, but someone's gonna take a deuce there. But for Vince McMahon's mentality to defend him is like, and it's all scripted. I won't say fake, I'll never say on the show, but it's just a story and your actors writing out my play, right? So mm. why can't you just do what I need you to do if I'm not doing conduct that is detrimental to the workplace? You know, in that sense, what is it so bad that you have? And you hear different stories. And it's interesting because Serena Deep, who's challenging with Thunder Rosa, AEW's Double or Nothing this year, um, did a promo on her feud saying, you know, what's the typical woman Vince McMahon had to maybe go get implants? Or to even get a chance in WWE, I had to go get implants. Personal choice affecting prospective outcome for jobs. Sounds kind of familiar, right? Sounds kind of like the trajectory of most women trying to make in careers in any aspect of the world. Yeah. Um, and interested. if that sounds if that sounds very harsh for you guys out there who think that i'm talking about breaking glass ceilings it's reality that you have to face because it's every single place that you go to in mm. acting in wrestling in the professional world that we're in then and just getting jobs right it's hard to get jobs um but on vince's mindset my mentality be like all right so you're being insubordinate you're wanting to leave I'm paying you money. I gave you a WrestleMania win. I'm, I'm doing something that even though you're not winning the main titles or establishing the tag team, creative control and everything like that, I'm giving you television time. And you know what the most important thing as a wrestler would be to me, if I went to the wrestling business, not if I'm known for my cool finisher, I'll be honest with you. I wouldn't care about that. It's about, am I getting that TV time? Am I on that pay-per-view? Or am I just sitting in the back and catering, mm. eating lemon pepper and carbonated soda to grow that? What brand. do you think? Yeah. It's all about that brand being out there. And I'll tell you right now, I don't care if I'm going out and this is because how do you like your wrestling? The same thing as if you're a wrestler, what kind of wrestler do you want to be? What kind of performer do you want to be? Because if I'm out there a hundred times, and I'm just laying on my back, taking the pin, being a jobber, I'm going to be the best damn jobber that's out there. Right. If I'm a comedy act, maybe that's what my skill suits are. And you don't know what it is, but I think part of the issue and this is, this is just me now going to the culture is some of these signees were from the indies or from NXT, which Triple H groomed it very differently in comparison to what it actually is. And Vince's main roster, where you can have serious characters get put into a comedy gimmick chasing a championship, the 24-7 title, people get renamed all the damn time now, you know, it, it, it made people that we knew that they renamed them going from there. And the only time it's working with the Elias Ezekiel storyline, but they'll rechange people that you were at NXT and then they'll change everything. Like even when they don't make the miles change, like Bobby Roode coming to NXT and then they change it to Robert Roode. Little weird shit like that. And then there's a few other ones that are escaping me right now. Um, but those are the examples that you have. Or Keith Lee and they try to reintroduce you. Why? Because it's a state show. Vince, the WWE style is more about characters and just you know merchandise you want your serious dressing and maybe that's where these women want to go to maybe that's what uh, Naomi and Sasha Banks want to do they're saying hey I paid my dues I did whatever I don't like this I want to see what the, the if the grass is green on the other side and I think in support of the performer you should see if that grass is greener because we all want to quit our jobs because it's an indentured servitude if you won't release us from our contracts yeah you can do the non-compete the non-compete is standard but here's the thing guys is that what Vince is doing is saying, no, no, no. If you're going to cause an uprising like this and just say, these titles don't mean anything. We're out. I'm going to penalize you in the worst way. So no one else does it. Cause there has to be a lesson being taught, right? Um, every party needs a pooper and someone brought you party pooper. That's the mentality that comes in. Vince ain't going to have it. So instead of firing them, paying them to come at home and do the 9 day release, you just freeze that contract. You keep them. And then like, ah, because I think if, you make amends or if you approach it in a different manner, maybe Vince gives you one want. He released Tony Storm. Either he didn't see value in her or maybe he felt that she was truly unhappy and just released her and let the non-compete go. Or then come Black Friday or Black Monday when everybody just gets fired and released and are still under non-compete. But as someone who, if I did a business, you know, it's like if this is going to help you and if you did me dirty, I'm going to do you dirty. And a walkout is dirty on both sides. The same thing with labor strikes. It's dirty on both sides. So there's no heroes. I'm not talking about labor strikes in sports. I'm talking about labor, labor strikes, guys, where well, you're picking it, and you're outside and you're doing all that stuff. The baseball cats, base- basketball cats, they're all entitled when they talk about lockouts, right? They're not the ones getting hosed outside for trying to pick it for natural work rights. Mm-hmm. But it's a dirty side. So if they started dirty, he's going to do it dirty a little bit. It's expected, too. It's weird. More to come on that. Let's go into shift over to AWW. Nothing for time am i gonna buy it maybe 50 bucks is harder for this card because i'm not exactly hyped for two thirds of this card i am hyped for adam page versus cm punk they're beating the hell out of each other's boys mm-hmm. and like sealing each other's finishing moves i love that ish that's good i'm about that i'm about to a degree to a degree house of black versus Death triangle because it's been a long few that they've kind of gestated and pack is finally back there's some visa issues and COVID and stuff like that and ray phoenix was hurt but house of black is malachi black formerly known as Alistair black buddy matthews formerly known as um buddy murphy over in wd and brody king versus pack penta Scurra, who used to be um pentas ever and they changed his name 50 times and ray phoenix trios matches could be fun you want good wrestling on pay-per-views AEW doesn't do like a super amount of character work. It's just more wrestling in and of itself. MJF versus Warlow is going to be good. Big, meaty men slapping MJF, who's like the best talker in the game right now. Mm. Um, I'm definitely for it. Charles is happy for it. This is Warlow just basically coming out and um, basically establishing himself as a solo guy where he screwed over um, MJF when he was going against Punk at Revolution, the dog collar match, and he used to be boys um other matches so i can't talk most about because some of the matches aren't confirmed yet like the owen hart finals of i know adam cole's in the finals but they don't have anything in the women's yet and who's he going against presumably it's a mojo that's fine i don't care about the De hardy bros versus um young bucks i saw it in ring of honor it's fine jericho appreciation society five dudes against you know black combat blackpool combat club of man i can't speak to him sorry brian and john moxley eddie kingston santana ortiz i I'm gonna. I would watch. I would enjoy. I'm not happy with how they did the structure of in the inner circle because that was Jericho's thing, and he had a couple of boys that he betrayed. They screwed it all up partially because of Sami Guevara. We'll talk more about that on a different time. I don't really care about Jay Cargo and AJ. They're both fine wrestlers. It's just I felt like this build kind of came out nowhere, and they just had to put the title on there. Thunder Rosa versus Serena Deeves won those feuds where it's like they have not done Thunder's championship reign well since so she's beat. Be, uh, since she beat Britt Baker, say that five times fast. But I think the match should be fine, but really we're gonna be hinging on how much do I wanna see Paige versus CM Punk? Cause it's the promos and Dynamite's this Wednesday. So we get kind of excited. So we're gonna do minor predictions now, cause I don't know if I'll have time for a short end cage. Cause for a weekend, Charles is probably taking on Friday. Yay me, I'm gonna be getting like tan like a lobster. Maybe I'll do on Friday, but we'll do shorthand predictions now. Paige Punk is the tough one because if you have Paige win, you do it, him turning heel on Punk and then eventually Punk will get it back from I can get behind that feud because of the whole thing that Punk's been doing is selling Paige that he's in his head now. Well, he's in his head now, so that's when the title becomes super important. And if you have a babyface champion doing whatever it takes to keep the title by doing evil stuff and going heel, that makes the title seem valuable, if you ask me, boys. It puts a very big onus on the importance of it. But if Punk wins, I don't know if you get a second match. I think it goes straight to MJF, man. And then you'll have MJF taking that title at their next pay-per-view, which is, I don't remember. Sorry. You know, because they only do like four pay-per-views a year. It's Revolution, Full Gear, Double Nothing. And it's going to bother me, but I'll look at it to a different degree. I don't think you should do title changes at the TV specials because I think it gets washed in the commercials. Um, that's how i felt when they did with kenny omega versus john moxley and even though they had their chances all out that's the other pay-per-view even though they had their other chances to to broadcast it and replay it and they had a rematch it, it lost its effect um jurassic express the aw tag titles versus team task keefe and swerve strickland a lot of things can happen there i find it funny that people poop on wwe for putting like hodgepodge of tag teams together and expecting to be champions that's kind of what they did with keefe and swerve strickland and i like both guys former WWE guys Um, Well, actually, the former Indy guys who got signed by WWE. they were royally screwed over by Vincent Kennedy McMahon. That's how we'll phrase it. But it would feel kind of improper if they won the championships versus Team Taz, Ricky Sarks, and Powerhouse Hobbs, who have been in a stable for a very long time. Hardys and Young Bucks... Hardy's win. You're going to get some dissension with the Young Bucks going from there. Jericho Appreciation Society versus the collage of five men that talked to you about Anarchy in the Arena match. They haven't defined what it is. I'm guessing it's no holds bar of 10 men. It'll it'll be like a popcorn match to a degree. It's just it's not enough star power, even though I do like – 2.0 2.0 of parker and menard um daniel garcia jk Hager. i like me some jericho meh. house of black versus death triangle you yep, have Death triangle win i think but if you're doing this to open the door to a trio's title which would be you know a, a stable championship then you give the house of black mjf versus warlow warlow wins that i'm seeing the point in delaying it the way that you delayed it with mjf versus cm punk where mjf won by cheating and then punk won when there was the betrayal and then they have the pre-show of hook and dan houser versus Tony is smart mark. I don't know if we're going 50. Really depends on um, really, really depends on what we're gonna do Wednesday on Dynamite. I could skip it, or I could just watch it, or if Warner Discovery creates a streaming deal and allows me to do some things, then mm. I could watch that at any time and then be happy. So that's all I got for you this week on the cage, which was brief, like 20 minutes, I think. So we did it. We did it, kids. We yeah. did it. We're going to be concise and run on tangents and play video games at the same time. Alright.
0: Alright, guys. So that that's it for for today. We we kind of get through everything. It's two hours and four minutes, so we talked about pretty much everything we wanted to talk about, and uh, we didn't mention basketball. So
1: We don't have to. <laughs> Man, everybody's just crowned the Boston Celtics. Yeah, even though the Warriors... Boy. The, the five-second thing I'll say to you about Basketball is this god damn the warriors are scary you put steve mm. kerr on the pantheon he's on the greg popovich pat riley oh, yeah. um phil jackson because yes he has clay and um, curry but this is just a whole different dynamic and green but it's a whole different dynamic and i yeah. i just don't see how they lose they get a little lazy but they came back from like down 20 and one yep. and it's gonna be a sweep time man
0: yep all right so that's it see you guys next week bye bye
1: peace Take care.